Wow, what do you know? It's time for the Pocket Knife Show. Hey, it's Mike on the mic again for another episode of the Pocket Knife Podcast. As I sit at my desk recording this episode, my feet are clad in a red pair of shoes and Superman socks. If you were here, you'd not see the S emblem on the socks. You'd just see a red sliver of knitted material sticking up an inch or so above the opening of my shoes. I guess my socks are in Clark Kent mode. The S is there, though. You just can't see it. It was a couple of years ago that I decided if I was expected to wear socks, they might as well be fun socks. Up until that day, I'd pulled on plain black or plain white socks every weekday morning for as long as I could remember. My dress socks were a bit better. I owned one pair with an argyle pattern and another with small dots on them. I still own those, but my plain socks, they're gone. In the top drawer of my dresser are socks with sharks firing lasers on them, socks with cows being drawn up into a UFO, socks with ears of corn smiling at me, and socks with maps of national parks I've hiked in. The guy who sold me my Grand Canyon map socks jokingly told me I could use them if I got lost hiking later that day. That only works, of course, if you know your location on the sock. Are you at the heel, or on the calf, or near the left big toe? I suspect I would remain hopelessly lost if all I had to go on was a sock map. The National Parks app offline navigation would be a bit more handy than my knitted footwear. Back to my Superman socks, the ones which are in incognito mode as I speak. What everyone I encounter today will see of these socks is not all that exciting. Most people probably won't think a thing about them. Plain, ordinary, single-color socks don't shout, Look at me! Not even if they're red, a color far better than black or white. Still, despite the ignorance of others, I know the S is there. I'm sure, for the most part, people don't notice you all that much. You likely look normal enough for a human being. There might be a minor flaw or two which you note every time you stare at yourself in the mirror, but the guy you saw in the coffee aisle at Walmart yesterday? I bet he didn't see those things at all. You were just another person doing a mundane thing in a nondescript place next to him. Or were you? Is Clark Kent just another person doing a mundane thing in a nondescript place when he walks down the coffee aisle at Walmart? More than once, the Bible suggests there is more to believers than meets the eye. 2 Corinthians 4 says we have been given a great treasure, namely the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. We're able to understand the gospel. But, he says in verse 7 and 9, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. A clay pot isn't all that exciting, but what's in it can be rather beautiful. The thing that's in the jar of clay that is you, believer, is the knowledge of God's glory the understanding of the good news, its power to overcome. Later in this same letter, Paul talks about a thorn in his flesh which he pled with God to take away. Listen to what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 12, 8-10. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. 
That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Though we look pretty normal, believers, we have grace. The grace of God gives us inner strength to face the troubles life throws our way. God's grace is enough. John, talking about the prevalence of false teachers and spiritual attack, assures believers they can handle whatever comes their way. 1 John 4.4 says, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. People can't see the Spirit of God in you, but He is in there. He's in you giving you power to overcome the world, to resist the devil, to reject the pull of your flesh. One more passage. At the end of Romans 8, we have these words, starting at verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You look normal enough, but you're more than a conqueror when trials come. You stand confidently, dare I mention the Superman pose, knowing you can make it through because you have and cannot lose the love of God. Nothing can separate you from his love, and so you are at peace. If you're walking past me someday, take a look at my socks. You might see cows saying moo on them. They were supposed to say meow. Or a giant squid or a dozen kangaroos. There's all sorts of things on my socks. If it so happens that you see a red sliver of sock, you know what I'm wearing. Superman socks in Clark Kent mode. And if you look at me, you're seeing a human being indwelt and loved by and empowered by God. It's true, even if I don't look like much in that moment. Oh no, it's sad I know we've come to the end of the show. See you next time.